Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Right. All right, we're live again, and uh, hopefully... You can hear us this time. Yeah, good morning. Take, take two. Happy New Year. I don't remember what it's all It's not said. off to a good start with the podcast. <laughs> we had a frozen camera screen earlier, and then we had no volume. We'll, well see what happens this time. If somebody's listening and can uh, verify that you can hear each of us on our mics this time and whatnot, that'd be great. But yeah, it's yeah. 2024, fellas. Yeah. Yes, it is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't want to say much stuff till we find out if our mics. I know. Working. I know. Don't don't want to get crazy. We could. Did you pull it up? Tell some dad jokes. Yeah, tell it all the joke. time. You don't have any new ones. <laughs> not that they're <laughs> worth giving you. Now you had a good. You sent me a good one the other day. Do you know why that they have pop tarts but no mom tarts? This is already dumb, bro. <laughs> because of the pastryarchy. Did it? I, you told hey you you did ask you asked you did ask hopefully, for it hopefully my mic doesn't work and nobody heard that <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out All right, nobody's chiming yeah. in to tell us what's up yeah no we got three three listeners or okay. viewers right now hey uh, I, I entered the other day the the world kleptomanic championships what is that and I, well, I took gold silver and bronze wait <laughs> okay Did yeah. Yes. All right. Somebody save right. us. Tell us if our mics are working. Yeah. yeah. You, you our, asked. Our, our, now that we've wasted a little bit of time, <laughs> tell us that our mics are working. I keep getting buzzed by other things. Well, it, it appears. It appears from the dashboard here that, that we're all good. Okay. okay. If something's wrong, tell us, and we'll uh, we'll go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even gonna try it this time. So far, twenty twenty four stinks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say, Dave. All right, Brandon. Brandon either. says it's better now. Okay, jump in. David. Okay, good. Yeah, just, just take us someplace. Um, did you guys ever? Uh, you asked for it. Okay. Did you guys ever play with the Ouija board? No. No. Are I'm you from, guys trying to I'm sound from, spiritual? Or I'm from Idaho. <laughs> I don't even think we had them. I thought that was yeah. all there was to do in Idaho was like mm. the Ouija board. I've always been scared of the Ouija board. Oh really? I'm not scared of many things, but Ouija boards kind of creep me out. So I just I never went there. Yeah, I was raised Catholic, and you just didn't you didn't mess around with satanic things, satanic movies, things like that. I dabbled a little bit in the movies just because, you know, I was curious, but I, I never liked them. So. Okay. No. Had a mood ring once. That's, <laughs> That's close. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tarot cards. Yeah. No. So every every time that I think like Christianity cannot outdo itself with stupidity, I'm proof wrong. Yeah. This is real. Saw this a couple weeks ago. There's a company selling Christian Ouija boards to talk directly to Jesus. I thought that was called prayer, <laughs> but, apparently, but apparently this is this is better. Okay, it sells on Amazon for twenty nine ninety five. I thought that it was, I thought it was like satire, like like wow. it was not real. It's real. It's made by the Holy Spirit Game Company. Hmm. I don't think it is. So here's what it says. 
I wish we could. We actually. I wish we could have put this up for you. I don't think. I don't think we need to show anybody this. Here's the, no, here's <laughs> the description. Dude, half of our people probably have it, bro. At no, I hope not. Game room. I hope not. I hope nobody's purchased. This is what people were doing New Year's Eve. All right. The Holy Spirit Board by Holy Spirit Games, Christian religious talking board for seance with a planchet. The planchet's the the dealio that you stick your fingers on around the board, right? I didn't know that. I learned that that's new to me today. $29.95. So here's the the selling points at the bottom. Here, wait, let me get to the next screen. About this item, get the answers you need. Exclamation point. The Holy Spirit Board can answer all of life's most important questions straight from the man himself. Huh. All right. I seriously thought this was a bad joke, and but it's 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 real. Huge twelve by eighteen inch game board with beautiful artwork featuring the crucifixion and angels of heaven. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh. Right? I think Jesus should come back now. Beautiful right. golden magic cross planchet with long, metallic mirror finish, so that it's a cross that you put your fingers on, and the cross moves around the board. It's gold. Mm. Uh, perfect for churches, prayer groups, or just getting together with friends. Unlike other spirit boards, this one will never uh, contact evil ghosts or demons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I'd feel a little better about yeah. that. So you can ask your questions with an assured sense of safety. <laughs> wow. $29.95. Uh, it's real. Holy Spirit huh. board. That's craziness. And that's, uh, that's how I started the new year, looking at Christianity. You yeah. think that things couldn't get... Weirder or worse, and yeah. And then I thought it was fake. Yeah, so I, like I, of course, YouTube did, you know, Amazon, and then YouTube did, and like there's people, Christians on YouTube, you know, videoing themselves did, talking to the man. Did you read the reviews? Uh, the re- no, the reviews are not fantastic. <laughs> I can't it's imagine. like a two and a half star. Yeah. Review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. Huh. I agree. Jesus, Jesus is coming back, yeah. or needs to come back, or something so pretty crazy stuff all right yeah uh we're gonna deal with like just a a a bunch of different uh new year's related subjects so here's here's the next one and this one i've seen posted now three times by three different christians on my feed this week every year there's christians that do the uh uh this year i want to be more like jesus list right you know what i mean so this is this is the this year i want to be more like jesus list that i've seen all over the place this this year. Hang out with sinners. Upset religious people. Tell stories that make people I, think. I saw that one. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. going it's going around like a little yep. disease right now. Choose unpopular friends. Be kind, loving, and merciful. And then take naps on boats. So those are those are, those are the what, one of those things is not like the others. So let's let's just start <laughs> with the first. <laughs> this year I want to be more like Jesus. Uh, hang out with sinners. Yes, no, maybe so. What yeah, does that mean? Yeah. Depends on how you depends on how you mean it. Means on right. Depends on how you mean. Yeah, you, you know, just just party down and have a great time. You know, hanging out with sinners and, and doing what they do. No point. Yeah, that, that's out. Um, but you know, he, the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the people that needed to be saved and, and knew they needed to be saved, Jesus hung out with. And, right. and Christians need to have that same mindset. You know, with the, the marginalized, the the, the underdog that you know if we're not for those people and willing to rub shoulders and all that then yeah. what are we doing exactly right. so <clears throat> agreed so if we're being in, intentional with not being separatists <clears throat> and hanging out with people that actually need the gospel that's good yeah if we're yep. just going to hang out with a bunch of raunchy people to become raunchy then that's 
But uh, unfortunately, you see a lot of Christians. Um, you know, it's funny. You, there's oh, I, not trying to think of anybody particularly, mm-hmm. but like we've seen people vanish from church, as we have. They'll say COVID and you know so separation and distancing, <laughs> and then you see their their Facebook feed, and it's like, okay, I'm calling. <laughs> this, yeah. this whole thing because you're just hanging out with all kinds of people yeah. doing you know non-christian things right and, and posting it and we can all see it so yeah that's not great they're out there living their best life now <laughs> yep. without jesus yeah yes traveling and, yeah yeah so that's the first one hang out with sinners is, is a goal yeah for 2024 uh upset religious people which, yeah, way, it, which way do we go with this I, I think it also depends on how how you mean it you know, if your goal is just or upset, if you mean to. right? If your goal is just to upset religious people, that's that's probably not a good thing. But that's problematic. But like I think, I think it was Keller who said that the gospel afflicts the comfortable and comforts the afflicted, yes. right? And so, you know, I think if we're doing our job, particularly as as preachers, right. you know, we're we're going to afflict the comfortable. Or the gospel is going to afflict the comfortable, and that that's okay. Yeah, and that that should probably happen. I think we always see like what Jesus does with the Pharisees and go, "That's right, I want to do that." Yeah, too. but the difference is like he knew. He knew how to do. He was right. justified in doing right. it. He knew how to do it properly. We don't usually know how to do that properly. So the right. self-righteous. Yeah. If that's what we mean by religious, the self-righteous, the, the people that you know um, think they're superior to everybody because of their great moral, you know, character and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, they need to be upset. Um, yes. But we use the word religious in a way that's not really fair. People say that you know Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. No, it's, it's a religion. It's a religion. Yeah, <laughs> it's fully a religion. There's Us no... three are religious people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, hopefully not self-righteous, yes. Pharisaical, yeah. religious people. So I think it's yeah, but, the moralistic, yeah, law-abiding, like apart from the grace of God right. people. Yeah. Okay. Tell stories that make people think. Is that a goal for you guys in 2024? If there's stories about Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, make you think about what? <laughs> uh, What's the subject matter? Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I get what they're saying. and I, you know, But again, talk about things that are thought-provoking. Yeah. Uh, hopefully getting people to think about their, their state before the Lord yeah. and, and their eternal, you know, the stories thing is, I, I don't know, I think that's the way people talk sure. now in, in stories. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I get that. Yeah, well, as preachers, I mean, we're, you know, to some degree, telling stories every week and trying to make people think and trying to, to provoke their, their thoughts in a direction and, and that kind of a thing. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah, stories always sounds like fairy tales or something made up. Right. Uh, for, and that's the connotation I have with it just growing up. When I hear somebody say, you know, even when I read, when I'm talking about the Bible on Sunday mornings, if I say, you know, hey, this is a story about something, I've had people say, don't call it a story. It right. sounds like, you know, um, once yeah. upon a time, yeah. right, um, and it's not what people mean now. But I think I said that in my Christmas sermon. This is the greatest story ever told. Yeah, and I, I heard a couple of like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> people puckered up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's okay. It is the greatest yeah. story ever told. It is. It's a true it's story. A true story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Story. yeah. Yeah. We're not telling tales outside of school. No. This no. Is, right. Yeah. True story. Uh, choose unpopular friends. This sounds a lot like the first one. Hang out with sinners. Yeah, it's it sounds radical for no real reason, but yeah, I think that maybe has the like kind of more like the marginalized of society, right? Yeah, the underdog you know? maybe. Yeah, yeah, the underdog, the people that, that no one else pays attention right. to. Right. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. Th- there's something right about that for, so the, maybe for the Christian. So maybe at the warming center. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Be kind, loving, and merciful. In 2024, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be kind, loving, merciful. This is the one on the list that I don't think we can ruin by reading it wrong. No, that, that's just straight up right. That's yeah. just straight up right. And, and something that 
every Christian should be mindful of because there's not enough of that in, no. in what's under the banner of Christendom. Yeah. Um, you know, what, there's a lot of people and groups that call themselves Christians that exhibit no kindness and no love. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish they'd just, you know, get out under that umbrella and call themselves something else. But, right. There you go. But they don't do that. So, yeah. so we, have a, we have our work cut out for us. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day, this was quite a few years ago, I was part of this uh, youth group trip down to San Francisco for a, an event, <clears throat> and somebody had the great idea uh, to take the youth group to the San Francisco courthouse where there was uh, a protest going on. You know, on one side of the street, you had, you know, the LGBTQ community. On the other side of the street, you had, you know, the quote-unquote Christian community, but it was like Westboro Baptist-type Christians. With um, a great chasm in between. Yeah. Fixed. And, and I tell you, I, I, have, I have never seen hate like mm. that from both sides. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was gnarly. Yeah. Absolutely gnarly. Yeah. And, like, you know, these kids from, you know, a little town in Central Oregon had never been exposed. Like, the kids were crying. Like, they just didn't know how to process what was – I mean, it was so bad. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you kind of maybe would expect it from one side sure. but not so much the other. Yeah. And it was just hate like I've never seen. Yeah, we know how to play that game pretty right. good too. Yeah, unfortunately. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Well, we have a, a hard time bifurcating the – We do. Our hate for sin. Right. Right. And our, and our hate for people. Yeah. That's almost that's almost yeah. the religious people of the earlier is when Christians sure. don't have love to back up their truth. Yeah, 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 totally. Be kind, loving, and merciful. Definitely a prayer of mine right now. That's that's yeah. what yeah. I want. I want more love, more compassion, more mercy towards people, yep. more grace towards people. I want all that. So I know. the final one is probably the best one on the list. Take naps on boats. In twenty twenty four, I'm going to take more naps I'm, on boats. I'm going to need a boat. I don't care about the boat part, <laughs> but the nap part. Yes. I think that sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's funny is uh, I was looking at this, and then last night we had some company over, and we were sitting around the table afterward having dessert, and we got into just the state of society, the state of the world, the fear going on, just the multitude of, like, craziness going on, right, chaos in the world. And it took me back to when we were in Matthew, and it was the section where Jesus was sleeping on the boat, and... Um, not the literal sense, like, oh, it was good because he was taking a nap, but he was teaching something spiritual, which is when life rages around you. Right. Like, faith allows us to stay calm in the boat, knowing that we're going to get to the other side. And so the conversation actually went that way. So I, th I think if we got yeah. spiritual about it, yeah. we could all want I'm down with that. More, more naps on boats. That's right. Don't get caught up. That's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally, totally where I was going. I took my cue from you, Brent. I saw you going yeah. there, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to fill this in a little bit. Yeah, so, thank yeah. you. I was thinking, what what kind of boat do I like? A fishing boat or like a water ski boat? Like hmm. what kind of boat a do yacht. I need to get? Yeah, a yacht. Well, I can't afford a yacht, but kayak. Kayak. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be a comfortable nap. I don't think I would nap on a kayak. No. <laughs> uh, do you guys do New Year's resolutions? Chad, are you a New Year's resolution guy? I, I am not a New Year's resolution guy. So you never, guy. like, when the New Year comes, you're never thinking to yourself, like, like, there's this thing I want, I want to kind of, like, handle this. this not year. really. And, and I, like, I don't have anything against New Year's resolutions. Uh, I just have never been. Like, I'm kind of always thinking that way of, like, okay, where do I need to, you know, kind of do yeah. better in life and right. you know, change habits or, you know, whatever. I don't necessarily wait until New Year's you don't just do to do that. Right. <laughs> that would be convenient. Right. Yeah, I've, I've I've definitely made them in the past, and I, I understand 
um, why the new year. There, there's this kind of an urgency that's created sure. with a new year, and it's like, okay, that year's gone. I've got this thing in front of me now. What's going to be different? Well, kind of like new beginnings or yeah, yeah, new starts. But I do. There's one big issue that I have with these is that I'm not very good at keeping them. Yeah. So yeah. I make them good for um, about a week. <laughs> and, and I do this not just once a year, but I do it, you know, several times a year. But um, yeah, I think they're. I think it's a good idea. I get it, but none of us yeah. are great. At I found them. that I that, that I don't like failing, so I just don't, don't like make them resolutions. Yet. Right. Just well, I make them, you know, reasonable ones, but but not, not really. Reasonable. I mean, this year, no, like this year, I'm thinking health. You know, obviously health is a good one. Okay. Um, you know, I know that as I'm getting older, I gotta start to put some things in place and change some things, and it's like, okay, this is a good opportunity to. Think about okay, how am I eating? How am I for sure? You know, am I exercising? Am I doing the things I'm supposed to be doing? And sure. Yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, those are I, again, though, hopefully not just once a year, but right. it, it definitely gives you a good reason to. And then, of course, spiritually, yes, you know, self taking a little self evaluation occasionally. How am I doing with the Lord? How am I doing with the church? How am right. I doing with serving? Yeah. Think about those things. Yeah. And I, again, I would agree with what Chad said a lot, not just you know, January 1st, yeah. um, but you know, January 30th. And, yeah. February 29th <laughs> this year. Uh, you know, yeah. Why do you oh, think is, it's so popular? Is it a leap year this year? It is. All right. Why do you think it's so popular, like, even for the non-believer? Like, even even the non-believing world, the secular <coughs> world, does New Year's re- resolutions yeah. and loves this? I think cult- culturally we're just kind of wired towards self-improvement, mm-hmm. self-help. I mean, sure. Yes. Right? And, and so, you know, we capitalize, you know, on the, on the opportunity and kind of new new year, new you, yep. you know. I would go to the glass half empty mm-hmm. route on that mm-hmm. answer and say, I think we're all keenly aware that we're lacking something. There you go. Yeah. That, that there's something in us that's broken and needs yeah. to be fixed. I was thinking the same way. And, yeah. and it's really the same reason we need we need Jesus. But yeah. no, the people, right. they don't identify that as the Correct. solution. But I, I think we always have this thing that we know we're not where we're supposed to be or who yes. we're supposed to be. Right. Or, so we look for this watershed moment. Yeah. That we can put on the calendar. That's a starting point for self improvement, like right. you were saying. And then we like our checklist. We like to be able to check I'm things. Try harder right. to be better this right. year. Right. Yeah. And, and even though we, you know, we fail at them, we know that we fail at them. We still like our checklist, and you get a sense of satisfaction by saying, "Okay, I set out to do this thing, and now I can scratch it off my list." For sure. Um, yeah. So, for a Christian, is it necessary? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it a net positive to have New Year's resolutions? Or I mean, you guys always. Kind of spoke to it already, yeah. But. I don't think it's a it's a bad bad thing in and of itself. You know, I, I think where you know again we you know we, we like our self help, yeah. And we like our checklist for the Christian. If we're just looking at you know trying to be you know a better version of me, right? Um, you know, that's probably not a Christian perspective. You know, J- Jesus says that we need to be you know born again. Um, sure. You know, like like there's there's no. There's no scenario in the Christian life where you know God's going to be pleased with a better version of you, right? right. We we die to self. Um, you know the Bible uses that that kind of language, and so you know I think how we approach resolutions for the Christian matters. Yeah, I would just say that the idea of um, being still before God and and you know asking Him to reveal the the things in your life that that He's you know wanting to work on, and then. You know, being prayerful about those things. You know, so knowing that it's it's, it's he has the transforming power, his word has the transforming power. But we're at least considering, like, Lord, where would you where would you, you right? Know, what would you have me pay attention to, and what do I need to yield, you know, to you in, and those kinds of things. I think those are more important for the Christian than than the idea of making these resolutions, where it seems like it's us, our power, our strength, our our might. You know, that's kind of where. When I think of resolutions, I think that way. Right. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be resolution heavy, but I, I like the idea of. 
you know, seeking God and trying to hear from him as far as yeah, I mean, it's good for yeah. us to want to be yeah. more like him, and so it's good for us to examine our lives and see stuff that's not like him and seek to get rid of him. But I think of like Matthew, is it the end of Matthew 6? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and it's talking about right worrying, yeah, past the day, like the day has enough worries, anxieties, stresses of its own. So, like, just deal with within the 24 hour period seeking the righteousness of God and so then you're talking not so much about an event but more of like a, a lifestyle endeavor right a daily lifestyle endeavor which I really like and found this article by this lady gospel coalition I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her last name I don't know what her last name is do you know how to pronounce her last name I didn't write it down okay yeah well forget it then <laughs> but it was a neat little article called build spiritual habits in just a few minutes and so let, let me ask this first of all What's one of the biggest reasons we don't build or walk toward spiritual habits, like just as people, as human beings? Because we don't want to. Okay. Yeah. You'll be plain and simple. You're right. I I think laziness or busyness, and then we don't, you know, we prioritize the things that are important to us. Yes. And and at the end of the day, it just... The sad reality is that's probably not as important to us as it should be. Yeah, so. they take time. They take yeah. energy. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's what I do in my life. Like, I know that it would, like, be a, a net gain right. if I, like, sat down and read my Bible right now for 10 minutes or I sat down and just spent some time in prayer with God right now or, or picked up the phone and called this person that God has put on my heart to see how they're doing or to encourage them. And it's and yet it's like, oh, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> Which means priorities are... We have more well, self-disciplined in the areas that we that are important to us. Yeah. So you're, right. you're not missing checking your phone or whatever, your totally. newsfeed, your email. You know, yes. there's, there's certain things that we do all the time and we never miss them because totally. right. they matter to us. Well, yeah, she talked yeah about, absolutely. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, just okay. agree, agree with Brent. So she opened it up, this this article of build spiritual habits with the idea of like making her bed. So like most of us as teenagers, when we come out of our teenage years, like we never made our bed. We would sleep there at night, get up in the morning and then repeat indefinitely and uh she was talking about how once she started adulting and thought about making her bed that the thing was like no this will take way too much time that's kind of a big task right and then she ended up uh, doing it one day timing it and realized it it took like a minute and a half or you know two mine, minutes mine takes less time than that for me because <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it i don't my, you wife, my bed wife. is made every day yes so then she started walking around timing spiritual disciplines and small kind of like spiritual lifestyle choices like praying for a friend or uh you know singing a verse which we all do oh i'm gonna sing this verse of amazing grace right no we don't uh, read a bible verse out loud she said find shane and shane on spotify no um, <laughs> whoa buddy there's a lot of bands out there probably. i mean yes yeah that would be awesome to do I don't know any of their songs, so I can't, tell you, <laughs> I can't tell you if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But. So 30, in 30 seconds, she found that you can do all kinds of like things that actually matter and make a difference that become not events, but just daily spiritual habits, lifestyle habits. And I thought that was kind of good. I mean, this is not groundbreaking, but it's, it's just kind of a shift in how we tend to look at resolutions. Sure. And those changes that we want to see made in our lives when really every day, it's just a matter of prioritizing daily things that really don't take that much time. Right? One of the things I really yeah. liked about the, the lists, and she had like a three-minute thing, five-minute thing, ten-minute thing, and so yes. forth went on. But it, a lot of it had to do with um, uh, an others-mindedness. Um, so she was 
yes. thinking about ways to right. think of others and serve others and minister to others. And that's such a huge thing when it comes to your, your wellness as a, as a person, as a Christian, yeah. if you're only always thinking about you. And that's one of the other things resolutions do is they're very inward and self-focused. Right. I, I liked your list because it was really others-focused. It was, yeah. And I think that's a huge piece of the, you know, the puzzle for, yeah. for us as Christians. Yeah. So get, our, get our eyes and our thoughts off of ourselves all the time. Right. Because it, it, it'll send you into a, you know, kind of a depression if you're always just self-focused right so, yeah you're not going to go wrong so. with thinking more about yeah. others we, we think about ourselves way too much for sure you know, that's probably just true for everybody yeah. yeah i like how it was addition minded too rather than like subtraction minded like a lot of times it's just like i need to stop doing this or i need to stop doing that or i'm going to get rid of this right or, right i'm never gonna i'm not going to do, do this anymore and and these are more just additions that are like completely beneficial to the believer right rather than not doing something do these things yeah yeah, made sense. So, so are you guys a, a fan of this approach, this concept? Obviously, I mean, a lot of what she wrote down in that thing were things that Christians should just be doing all the time. It's stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nothing it's, revolutionary. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a revolutionary list. I'm thinking, well, that's. I mean, maybe a couple things like you know, singing songs out loud might right. not be for everybody, but right. But I think a lot of people do that. You know, having a time of worship, where yeah. you, you know, the, it, it just seemed like these are all pretty normal things to do. Yeah. For sure. But I liked it. I thought it was practical and reasonable and, yeah. you know, yeah, it didn't agreed. seem to put a giant burden on people, which I think we're, we're really good at that. This yeah. didn't seem like you're just sticking a weight on somebody's back and saying, right. you know, for sure. It seems like a lot of times our New Year's resolutions are kind of, you know, big things. Right. And, you know, kind of, you know, maybe the concept of like baby steps yeah. is, is not a bad one to like, let's just start with small things. And, exactly. you know, n- nothing wrong with, you know, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year, but, but maybe for some people it might be better to say, you know what, I'm just going to read for 10 minutes a day. Yeah, exactly. You know, and kind of take it a day, day at a time, you know, rather than, you know, yeah. trying to bite off this big thing that you may or may not be able well, to, let's to go, handle. let's go into that one next. Check it safely. All Good right. job, buddy. All right. How about Bible reading plans? Like, this is huge in the Christian world where people, you know, go through the Bible in a year or whatever. There's a ton of plans out there. A lot of the plans are good. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think of those? Or is that just another fail? Not in and of themselves, I don't think they're a bad thing. <clears throat> but but you know, how many people have read you know the first five chapters of Genesis every year? Right, <laughs> and, and you know, not got you know past that. Yeah, by the time fe- February gets <laughs> you know, here, or maybe maybe you make it to Numbers. You know, if you're really committed, That's what I was you know, say, dude. February comes along and you're in like Leviticus and <laughs> yeah. Numbers, and you're so, over it. You're yeah. like 29 chapters. That's why they now have chronological uh, plans where you're you're reading it kind of in the order so you're, you're moving around a little bit to different things and yeah so it's not linear you're, you're chronologically reading so you're moving in and out of those passages and it's not just straight genealogies or something like that yeah do you guys have you guys ever done a bible reading plan no i have i've started them Chad, um you're a pastor right well, I read the Bible just to have it subscribed to a plan. I mean, the plan is like I've, read the Bible. I've never done a plan either. I've done devotions yeah. where like a day is like a sign, like a Spurgeon devotion or sure. something like that, but I don't call that necessarily. I don't think I've ever gotten through one. Yeah. I have started them, you know, with good intentions and then got behind and then it gets overwhelming and I stopped. But I started one again this year. This one's different. Yeah. Uh, you might like this one, David. Tell this me is, about this it. Let's is, go. Uh, this is Robert Smith reading the Bible. Ooh. Uh, Can you so, see him? Can you watch him? No, sweat? you just hear him, but you know it's him. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in already. This is a pastor we saw at a pastor's conference years ago that uh, just has this way this dude's about amazing. Um, anyway, I've been enjoying that. And it's, you know, it's about 10 or 15 minutes each morning. Um, and so, you know, but it, it would be the Bible through a year if you just, if I stick with it, it's pretty easy to do cause I'm, I can 
kick it on and then I'm doing some stuff and I'm yeah. listening to it. But so far I'm liking it a lot. So nice. it's an audio version of, and there's lots of those out there. Joy started one called Bible Recap. Yeah. Can't remember the lady's name. Yeah. Teresa maybe or something like that. She's been loving it. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of another alternative to where you're still getting the word of God, yes. you know, in, in your life, but yeah. maybe not, you know, sitting down and, and trying to read through some stuff. So I like a right. lot of podcasts. Whether yeah. I'm driving or sure. whatever, I just I, I like listening to stuff in the background, kind of like what you're talking about. So this is a little more extensive. It's not so quick and easy, but like 30 minutes in the New Testament, 30 minutes in the Old Testament. Those are two separate podcasts that are put out by, I want to say, uh, 15, what is it? 17? Yep. 17. So like White Horse yeah. Inn, it's kind of a... 5150. There you go. 5150. <laughs> um And so anyway, like because I'm I'm listening to it anyway, that's a good way for me to get, you know, but it's, it's again, it's a little more. It's 30 minutes. Sure. 30 minutes there, but then you got a couple dudes talking about it. So you've got the passage and the guys talking, and I, I love listening to that. That's, for me, though, the uh, kind of going back to what Chad <clears> said, I... I want to be saturated with God's word. That's the point. Right. Um, That's the point. But, but the idea of making it this this kind of a chore. Yep. Uh, where where you're where you're you know kind of sit down and I'm gonna get through this and then yep. I'm gonna sit down and get through. This. And even the idea of getting through this is is kind of weird. So sure. I think it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to read through the Bible in a year. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Then I think the Bible reading plans are perfect right. for that. Yeah. You're, you, you know, yeah. if your goal is to to you know fall more in love with God. Yes. Um, or grow in your you know in your Yes. Whatever, then there's probably better things to focus on. If it's study and, and learn more about him, there's a better way to go about it. Yeah, if it's meditating yeah. on his yeah. word or a passage. If or, it's to get closer to him, it's it's usually smaller bite size rather than paragraphs yeah. or stories. And I would say you're going to meditate. You're going to get closer yeah. to him probably either way because oh yeah, yeah totally. it's it's a win win. Word of God, yeah, yeah, exactly. Word of God, you're in. Yeah. You know that that's great. But I know like when I'm if I'm studying. A passage for Sunday morning. I'm in the Word that week a lot, yep. and I'm in the same passage, and I'm meditating, and I'm thinking about it, I'm chewing through it, I'm working on it. Um, I might not spend as much time elsewhere, even for though sure. when I'm studying, I'm, I'm, right. I'm bouncing around to this idea, and this verse comes in, and I'm over here now looking at this. So it's a very different way of reading the yeah. Bible as opposed to you know like a daily devotional thing. Right. But both are beneficial. So yeah, yeah. I even say like some people, like there are days that it's going to be a chore. Right in days where it's going to be like I'm not really feeling it, um, you, got you know. Three days to make up. Right, yeah, yeah, or, yeah or I'm behind or whatever, and you know, play through the pain. You know, yeah. like like if it is a chore, like just you know, if you're committed to it, stay committed to it, and, and even on the days that you're not feeling sure. it, you know, trust that God's going to meet you in you know those moments when you're not necessarily feeling it. In all fairness, we probably have a handicap with this because we're pastors. Yeah. So like this is something that makes up the majority of our life. Not just because we love it, but because this is what we do. Like this is this is kind of our job and our calling and all that stuff. So we have to we find ourselves in the Bible a, a lot more than other people. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that there's uh, the point is that you read your Bible. Like it's not that your plan looks like this or that it looks like that. Yeah. It's simply that you read your Bible um, or or listen to your Bible read to you, like one way or another. There's a guy that we love. I'll just go ahead and drop his name that every week what he does is he reads the text that he knows we're going to be in each oh. week preaching in. He reads it ahead, Mr. Craig McDougall, yeah. uh, down in Lapine. And, uh, and he, like, reads it every day and tries to absorb it and have God speak to him. And then he comes with that, that prep and that knowledge to um, each sermon. And I, th- I think he's, like, blessed by 
doing it that way. Yeah. Where it kind of looks ahead. And, 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 and again, this isn't something that's some kind of a weird stretch or hard to do. You know where you're... Wait, when we people pass, can read ahead? People can read ahead. <laughs> they, can, they can read wow. ahead. And it's always neat when this guy comes up afterward, right? And he's like, gosh, I was looking at this all week and like... I, you know, God, God showed me this, but he didn't show me that. And you can see this yeah. guy just benefiting right. from meditating on it and reading ahead. Like he's just, he's just getting way more out of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a Bible reading plan. It's not something that makes you feel guilty. It's just something that makes sense according to where you're at as a congregation and uh, as, a, as a local people of God. So yeah, yeah. it's beneficial. So there's, there's, there's no wrong way to just read your Bible. Just read your Bible. Yep. Read your Bible. Trust I think me. we underestimate what the word of God does do. for us and to us. And, and, you know, there's a little bill saying, you know, much word, much growth, little word, little growth, no word, no growth. Right. Um, and and I, I think that's, you know, that's a relatively true statement. For sure. um, if you want to, if you want to grow in your walk, man, just start diving into the word and yeah. figuring it out. Not only like the other thing is, you know, the idea of apologetics, this isn't like a Bible reading plan where you're going through it linearly and reading the whole thing, but you're, you know, why do I believe what I believe? And so you're digging into other books that will help you to open up the Bible and learn more about God and why things are the way they are. Those are, those are fantastic things for Christians to be doing too. So yeah. just learning about theology and, and the, the you know plumb in the depths. So, so let's speak. let's yeah. maybe finish with this as a pastor. Let's start with you, Jeff. Going into the new year, speaking to your people, your local congregation. What would be some just basic encouragements that you would have for them going into this year? Uh, just <clears throat> do something. <laughs> Do yeah, do do something. You mean you know, like rather, actual like service, like in the church or what? Well, I, well, we were talking about Bible reading okay. plans, but but yeah, I mean uh, all, all the above. I mean, okay. you know, get 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 away from yourself, get outside of yourself, um, you know, as much as possible. Um, you know, even even five or ten minutes a day of reading, like that's not a big deal to do that. I mean, for we're sure. all you know reading our social media feeds for probably far more than that amount of time anyway. Nice. So you know, if you pull away a little bit of time from that, so you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Bible for ten minutes and just start somewhere. Yeah. Right, that's not a bad thing, um, and even you know just doing something in in the church. Right, I think a lot of people's approach to um, you know just religion in general is you know how to be a better me. Mm-hmm. Right, try harder, be better. You know, kind of mentality. Um, and that's not the Christian mentality. The Christian mentality is you know to serve others, to serve God, to serve others, to get outside of ourselves. And so you know you would be I think surprised at you know what that will do for your life when you can just get away from yourself and, and have a focus that goes outside of you or beyond you uh, in the way that you serve and it could be something as simple as you know the video that we played a few weeks ago about the guy that you know started serving coffee at church and just through this little thing you know God gave him a love for the people that he was serving coffee to um, and God just did a thing through just something as simple as that. And so, yeah, so that would be my encouragement to people is, you know, just do something that involves you getting outside of yourself. Be other, other-minded. other Right. What do you think, Brent? I got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's the second Peter talks about growing in the grace of our Lord, um, the knowledge, the yes. grace and knowledge of our Lord. And, and, and there's lots of ways to do that. But, you know, again, spending time, there's no real shortcut. It's, no. it's, uh, it's time in the Word. Yeah, um, that will transform <coughs> your life. And sure. So you know, really, you know, don't miss that. We've got more Bibles sitting around our house than you know we know what to do with, and we we rarely pick them up. So and there's really no excuse anymore because between all the different resources that are out there, there's there's lots of ways to get the Word of God saturated into your life and and to take full advantage of it. But but the right. big thing for me, I would say, um, this is really a team sport, Christianity, yes. and and we don't think of it that way. We're always thinking individually, and and you know. And I would say bust that paradigm and, and start thinking about 
um, the church and, and your involvement there because there really is the means of grace that God has given us for all the self-disciplines and all the spiritual disciplines, I mean, and all those kinds of things are done better as a group together than they are individually. Yep. Yeah. And so the buddy system, so to speak, you know, when it comes to mm -hmm. uh, whatever we're doing, yeah. um, you know, if you're discipling somebody, you're benefiting from it. If you're serving the church, you're benefiting from it. You know, somebody else is benefiting, you're benefiting. And so this, this whole idea of getting outside of yourself and, and your individualistic life and investing in the church and in the proclamation of kingdom work and, or, you know, the gospel itself is, that's what we're here to do. So yeah. I think you'll have a much more fulfilled year you know, if, you're, if that's what you're all about. Yeah, I mean, the, yep. ha the happiest times of my Christian life and seasons are, are always when I'm just so busy with others mm -hmm. and doing things for God and for others that, um, that I just don't have the thoughts for myself. Yeah, it's better to give right. and receive is a real thing. I just yeah. have so much more joy and, and such a better outlook on life. And So I'm going to add a subtraction to this too. This one will be more of a challenge. Those are good additions. I totally agree. But I would even say on that note, like um, maybe evaluate and consider some of the other stuff that you do spend time filling your head with like that aren't the Word of God. Because <laughs> we, we, we live in, I mean, obviously we're, so, we're in such a media Mm -hmm. age, right. a media saturated age and a lot of that media is um, world news and current event stuff and we don't think that Christians should be stupid and just stick their head in the sand but so, like it's surprising how many Christians these days are, are consumed first and foremost right. with current events and headlines and world events which are not allowing them to take naps on the boat <laughs> right. so I, I would maybe consider like at least balancing like um, just the sources and the resources that you're you're running to yeah time. This, this is where I agree like with that. evaluating fruit yeah uh, is so important no, we, we don't do that very often but if the fruit of uh, of what you're looking at and taking in all the time is that you're full of fear and full of worry and anxiety and anger toward um, and anger people towards like you. yeah right all those right things that then you need to cut that off. Yeah. It's, it's not doing, you know, being informed is, is, is helpful. Yeah. Um, even stuff like, you know, you, you just informed us on some stuff that's going on in the world today. <laughs> Holy moly. You're going to go get a spirit board, aren't you? I'm Holy not, spirit board. I'm not, but it's I'm like, getting you guys you know, one you, for you Christmas. Your, that's one of the things I do like about social media. And you, you kind of have your pulse on the church and, yeah. and some of the things that are going on. Um, but if it's if it's spinning you out of control or, or leading you into despair, for or, sure. then what are we doing, you know? And for so sure. then you need to cut that out and, and start to focus on things that are going to, you know, build you up, encourage you. Yep. Well, tw 2024 is also going to be an election year, right? Oh, yeah. And so it's just, it's just going to be nuttier than most years. And everybody gets caught up in it. And I watch Christians yep. every time an election year comes get so caught up in this. And, and I get it. Like, you know, this is, this is something that is important, okay? But um, just just consider how much you you get taken or consumed by, uh, like, the, camp, the, the campaign slamming is going to be starting soon. And... The stuff going back and forth and the us versus them and um, like you're a Christian. Yeah. So, well, like, I, if you have that discernment, I was watching this thing on HBO. One of those, you know, the night the 1970s and 1980s and 90s. They have those those things. I think Tom Hanks puts them out. They're pretty entertaining. They're they're like a little series about what went on in the in that decade. Mm. And I was watching. Those are good. I was yeah. watching the 2010s. The 70s. Yeah. The 80s. The yeah, 90s. yeah. I had I'd never seen the 2010s, so I started watching it. Almost all of them have to do with COVID and political stuff that went sure. on. I'm and sure. I got to the point where I thought. This is not helping me. This is not, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not, you know, it, it just, I looked at the fruit and I, I shut it off and I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Um, and, but the 80s was right. Yeah, that was Because yeah. it was like Rubik's Cubes and, and Nintendos. And, 
I saw, I was trying to find, I saw the other day a, uh, a pastor friend of mine who lives out of the area, and the for 2024, the photo on their Facebook page was, uh, this is for their church service, is the War of 24. The time has come, realizing the signs, special year-end message. Yeah. And, like, they're preparing for the war. Of course. And, 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 and just, you know, knowing this person, like, it's all about the election and, yep. you know, politics and things like that. And there's, and there's finally a few options out there that can allow us to be informed on stuff that's going on that don't um, twist and, and tweak the stories to promote bitterness and anger right. and fear, like the pour over is one of them. Uh, they're not like super in-depth, but they give you enough of what you need to know as far as what's going on um, with, without um, playing with our emotions and our fears. You know, and I, I think the slogan is like Jesus is bigger than a political party. Yeah, it's like what their I think their slogan is. But I saw one of those votes they put out on social media. Is are you uh, regards twenty twenty four? Are you optimistic, optimistic, pessimistic, or indifferent? I can't remember. I think those are the choices. How would you? Where would you guys land on that? Wait, as far as twenty twenty four? Yes. Are you optimistic, pessimistic, or indifferent? Uh, definitely pessimistic. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on, Brent, look around. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic in, in that, you know, Christ is Lord. Right? I answered and, and optimistic, the, and I, that wasn't the, the biggest. It was a Christian yeah. site. It was a Dr. Brown. Yeah. Was, and I'm thinking, why, why we should be the most optimistic people right. on totally. the planet. I mean, everything is working towards the end for which God has created it, right? So I'm optimistic yeah. in that way. How we get there, like it's it maybe is going to be rough, right? And so there's kind of some optimism and, and some pessimism. But sure, but I would just challenge you. If but your, generally, your optimistic. That, if a Christian is pessimistic, and I know you were kidding. Thank you. Um, you know, you need to really rethink your paradigm. Right. Yeah. You need to read your Bible more. Right. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. Take a nap on a boat. <laughs> read your Bible. Yeah. Really should be again. Not what's going on in our country. Yeah. Not what's going on in the world. Yeah. But the fact that. Jesus reigns, yep. and this yeah. thing has been won. The battle's yep. won. I mean, it's yep. just like we can be the, we can be optimistic every day. Yep, we have reason Amen. to hope, and it might mean we have to look over this you know dumpster fire that's mm-hmm. in front of us to what's coming. But man, we have every reason to be hopeful and optimistic. No, yep, no. right yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. The Christian has a joy that no one else can understand yeah. and comprehend yep. because we believe we have a we, we, we can take yeah. naps he, naps on he's boats. risen and he's That's coming he's risen he's ascended and he's coming back to like yeah. right now he's he's making his enemy yeah. his footstool and he's he's going to clean it all yeah. up yep so, be filled with hope there's going to be a glorious end for those who know him so know him yeah. and share him to a world that's just tripping yep these guys are loud and I'm sick so one <laughs> <laughs> work going on in the building. Yeah. Right. Father, thank you for uh, this time. We can just reflect on uh, a year that's passed and a year that's ahead. And, and thank you, Lord, that we have every reason to have a real hope because Jesus is alive and Christianity is real and we are yours. And so, Lord, um, give us uh, everything we need to be successful in the new year for your kingdom work and, and as a church in both uh, Lapine and in Sun River. Uh, give us many opportunities to make the name of Jesus big. And help us to be about you and about um, what, what you would you know, consider to be important and not about us and what we consider to be important in this new year. So uh, we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org. Thank you.